Welcome to the Life Hacks podcast by Every Nation Campus Dublin, empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith, and excellence. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Yay, welcome to episode eight of season two of Life Hacks, the podcast. Um, and we are empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith, and excellence, which is essentially relationships. Um, leadership is your relationship with other people. Are you influencing people? People are influencing you. How does that go down? Um, integrity is your relationship with yourself. Like, are all your different parts like healthy and working together and integrated? Your mental health, emotional health, physical health, financial health, all of these things. Faith is your relationship with God. How's that going? Um, and then excellence is what are you called to do? What's your destiny? What's your purpose? And we believe you're not here by mistake. Um, but you are, you know, you, you matter and your life has meaning and we are here for it um, to help you figure out what that is and walk that out with excellence. Um, and Leanne is joining us from Donegal. Yay. Because it's midterm break for some of you, not for others. Sorry, STEM <laughs> students um, <laughs> nope. uh, who apparently, you know, midterm break is not a thing. Um, mm. Welcome to adulting, where you don't have as many holidays as you used to. Mm. Um, but it's good. Um, God is there. And we were, as you're kind of, you know, because we're in this sermon series on like the attributes of God called knowing God and what do we need to know about God? And we, before we jumped onto the recording, we started by looking at like, what's the dark side of Disney? Like, cause you know, like, and I love a good Disney movie, you know, not knocking it, you know, I want to be a princess, but it's like, they took, you know, their stories aren't original, you know, they come from, you know, they've taken like Grimm's fairy tales and stories from history in different places and they've Disneyfied it. But you know, what they portray as a nice, happy ending is not always how the original story went down. Um, so mm -hmm. like you were talking about this original story of the little mermaid, like, can you tell us a bit more of that? Um, well, apparently, because the, the Disney version of Little Mermaid, so she ends up with the prince. I hope this is not a spoiler to anyone. I hope you guys have seen Disney's Little Mermaid, but she ends up with the prince in the end, and like there's even a sequel. There's a part two. But um, apparently, the original story of the Little Mermaid is that she actually doesn't end up with the prince because the prince doesn't even fall in love with her. Like, it was just her side. And so... She's so heartbroken about not being able to be with him that she turns into sea foam. And so she dies. She 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 doesn't live. <laughs> That's yeah. the original story of her, or like one of the like one of the origins of the little mermaid. Wow. Yeah. And even like I was looking at the the actual story of Pocahontas, because Pocahontas is based on a true story. Um and you're, you know, like in the movie, like these Native Americans, you know, they automatically speak English. Um, we don't know how they do that. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, but what they're portraying is colonialism. Mm. And you're like, colonialism, you know, I think some people had some good intentions, but it, it was a terrible thing. Um, and again, portrayed as a happily ever after story, she actually ended mm. up like, moving to England and dying in her 20s after giving birth once or twice um mm. you know I was just like no this is a terrible story 
Um, or like you were sharing like the origin story of Peter Pan, like a potential origin story for yeah, that. Yeah, that was also really scary. Well, not scary, but it was like really sad when I heard about it. So like Peter Pan, we know the story that like he goes to this house and he brings like Wendy and her siblings to like Neverland. And it seems like this fun adventure, blah, blah, blah. But apparently one of the origin stories of Peter Pan was that he's actually represent, he's a representation of like, what we know as a grim reaper or like I don't know who the other guy I forgot the other guy who brings them to the afterlife but apparently he's like the grim reaper and like the kids that he's actually bringing to Neverland they're 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 dead <laughs> and that's why they never grow old because you know and that's so sad when you think about it and you're like it's almost like it ruins your childhood because you're like you you like Peter Pan like you're so happy and stuff and then <laughs> yeah or like I recently you know because there's a big you know people are talking about this especially the how black indigenous and people of color are portrayed in Disney films Mm -hmm. they spend more screen time as animals than their white protagonists Um, Mm -hmm. and like I found out recently um, you know the original original Cinderella story the mice who are like these amazing you know cheerful helpers to Cinderella that's actually the black staff it's the mammy figure um you know and they're portrayed as cheerfully you know in loving what they do just being helpful subservient um and I was like wow like and I would never have picked up on that you know um in the Lion King the hyenas are voiced by black voice actors so even like you know without it's it's getting kind of imprinted in our our subconscious that when we hear those voices they're associated with the enemy um or the villain and I'm like oh man what what Disney why I mean it's not just Disney like it's easy to pick on Disney because Disney is big and they were you know portraying people in a way that lots of other people were were portraying them as well but it's like oh man and you know you realize a lot of fairy tales are not PG-13. Mm. <laughs> um, and I was having a conversation with a couple of students in Life Hacks recently. And honestly, a lot of the Bible isn't PG-13 either. Um, it wouldn't even be like have an 18 rating. It would have like an X rating. Um, you know, and for some of you listening, you know, you grew up in church or with a children's Bible in Sunday school. And, um, you know, it's fascinating to me what, needs to be edited out in order to make it child friendly and so I was um talking to two of our students and I was like well you heard the story about David and the hundred foreskins right um and they were like no that wasn't in my bible I'm like well when King Saul (laughs) was offering David one of his daughters in marriage and this is again a super manipulative storyline because Saul's daughter is totally in love with David and Saul recognizes this and is like, I'm going to use this to my advantage, um, which is a terrible attitude to have towards your daughter, um, which is an important point. The Bible records some things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's supporting that and saying you should do this. It's descriptive and not prescriptive. Um, so Saul says to David, if you can bring me a hundred foreskins from the Philistines who are like their enemies, you can have my daughter's hand in marriage. They're like, dude like you know, how many, you know they're not going to hand over their foreskins like voluntarily 
um, David ends up bringing 200. <laughs> um, and as we were like, you know, going through the sermon on Sunday, like this Sam that we're in, Sam 34, has this little descriptor at the beginning. Um, don't miss out on the descriptors because it's always giving a clue to the backstory. And it says of David. So it's David who wrote this Sam, which is a song or a poem when he changed his behavior before Abimelech so that he drove him out and went away. Um, and other translations say when he pretended to be insane before Abimelech. And you're like, what the heck? <laughs> and again, like you look into the backstory, which sometimes if you've grown up in church, honestly, we don't always do. And like the story, David, is fascinating. So, you know, there was Saul, Saul was appointed king because the Israelites basically were like, all the other nations have kings. Why can't we have a king? And God was like, well, I'm your king. But if you keep whining, fine, I'll give you one. But it's not going to make you happy. And sure enough, Saul was not a great king. He was afraid. He was a people pleaser. Um, and finally, you know, he disobeys God in a very big way. And God's like, listen, this is not going to work out. Um, you're fired. <laughs> okay, Ifa paraphrase. And he anoints David as king, sends a prophet to find him. David is like the runt of the litter, youngest of eight. Um, but God chooses him as king and Saul gets jealous. You know, David is the one who defeats Goliath when everybody else was afraid. Um, people start singing songs about David. You know, Saul has killed thousands, but David has killed tens of thousands. And he's like feeling jealous of this teenage boy who's getting all this airtime because um, he's not afraid in the way that Saul is. Um, and so Saul, you know, plans to kill David, David's bestie, Jonathan, who is also Saul's son. Um, talk about complicated. Gives David a heads up. My dad is going to try and kill you. Get out of here. Um, so David escapes, tries to hide in Abimelech's court. Abimelech is another king um, or the priest of a king. I can't remember which. Um, somebody recognizes him. He gets hauled in front of this other king. And David's like, he's in a tight corner. See, he pretends to be insane. And the king is like, I don't need another madman in my court. Get rid of this guy. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, it's not a recipe for... If you get in a tight spot, pretend to be insane and God will rescue you. <laughs> but this is the Sam that David wrote after that episode. And like, again, the story doesn't end there. David is on the run in the wilderness for years, ends up with all of the outcasts of society that nobody wants. They're rebellious. He ends up training them as an army. Um, you know, and I was saying to Leanne, I was at a, a camp, which was a Bible week and um, Christians do funny things. We camp together for a week and we talk about the Bible. Um, but we had this really great teacher called R.T. Kendall. Um, and he talked about the life of David and he was like, you know, in our church, we were teaching our way through the life of David and basically doing what we do. We reap. We don't just read it. We reap it. Uh, he did that for an entire book, like one Sunday after another um which is just phenomenal and it got to a certain point in David's life because we tend to hear the glory stories the David defeating Goliath David being a man after God's own heart David dancing before the Lord and like God honoring that that's like the tip of the iceberg a lot of David's life was really terrible um either stuff that he did or stuff that happened to him and like I said on Sunday some of his children were terrible terrible people 
um you know and even solomon even though he got to build the temple and was this really wise king he made terrible decisions so rt kendall like at a certain point was like god i don't want to teach the rest of this guy's life because it's so depressing and he was like yeah but most of the people in your congregation are in this you know they feel like their life is there that there's no hope it's depressing. Where is God in the middle of this? They need to know where God shows up in the darkness. So you need to finish this series through to the very end. And was like, okay, God. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I know I've just gone on a monologue. Any thoughts about that, Leanne? <laughs> no, like, again, like, I think that was one of the shocking things about, but like the Bible not being, well, there's a children's version of the Bible, you know, because they wouldn't really tell us about, you know, the 140, is it 140, 150 or something, like 140 kids or something like that. Like, I would never have known that. Um, and um, yeah, so when I listened to David's backstory on Sunday, like, I was just shocked that, like, there is this man who's known as a man after God himself, like, you know, who is very... Um, everyone looked up to him like wow there's this guy called David and he's like an amazing and he became an amazing king but king but like his backstory was just not something that I expected like I thought like he would have come from a line of already kings before or like a noble family at least or something in that time but the fact that he was like this just random dude who was like running well not random but like um he was this dude who's like running away and was like hiding and had to pretend that he was insane just to get out of like um a tight spot like obviously that that was like something that I wouldn't have like kind of thought of you know yeah and like you know there were terrible things happening to him but he also made some terrible choices Mm. um you know and some of you might be familiar with the story of Bathsheba and it was basically like there was you know kings would regularly be at war with each other and that was norm again the bible isn't condoning that it's just saying that's what happened um but one time when David should have been at war but wasn't he's like hanging out on the roof you know catches sight of this woman having a bath through a window um you know, and let's be honest, like we're, you know, even with social media and screens, we're bombarded with images, you know, mm -hmm. oftentimes. And instead of like, you know, cutting it off right there and going, you know, God, oh man, I saw that, you know, wish I hadn't seen that help me. Um, he deliberately sets up a plan to have this woman's husband murdered um, so that he can marry her to cover up the affair that he's already had with her and has gotten her pregnant and he's super manipulative and just making terrible decisions yeah so she has this baby who you know god bless him is the result of david's adultery and he gets sick and they fast and pray for this baby's life but the baby dies a week later and it's like oh man like talk about everything that can go wrong going wrong and it it started with he had a temptation moment and didn't deal with it you know and we've all have temptation moments like some often daily um and yet this is a man who god describes as a man after my own heart hmm. and it's like oh you know so the kinds of people that god praises and who are pleasing to God are not the people who never get it wrong 
and who avoid terrible choices. But they're the ones who, when they make the terrible choices, immediately go to God to restore that relationship. And like, mm. you know, and like, even it's interesting, like if you go back and read the Psalm that David wrote after, you know, it, and it says after Bathsheba, I'll drop it in the show notes because I don't know which Psalm it is off the top of my head. You know, David is like, he's not like, oh man, I messed up. I sinned against Uriah. That's Bathsheba's husband. I sinned, sinned against Bathsheba. He says, against you and you only God have I sinned. And it's like, he was so like protective of his relationship with God that when he did people wrong, he was like, yeah, I've done people wrong, but it's, it's you I've done wrong against first and foremost. And I was like, mm. oh, wow. Like, I don't know about you, but when I mess up, my first instinct is not necessarily to run to God. Usually it's to hide from God or be in denial. <laughs> but he was like, no, I need to restore this. Mm. Um, you know, and he messed up badly. But God was still like, he's a man after my own heart. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah yeah so all to say <laughs> what were your first impressions of the sermon from sunday what did i get from the sermon on sunday i think um other than david's like backstory i think um when i was younger or before i got into the bible um yeah i always felt like only perfect people are only people who never made mistakes or people who we're doing so well and are under like you know just really good people were the ones that God chose and the ones that God anointed to be anything um or anyone but knowing this story and like even reading through this um psalm is actually it's quite the opposite of, of that kind of mindset or that kind of um uh, like I guess vision of who God chooses uh, um oh yeah yeah chooses um and it made me feel kind of like you know kind of not good because I know I've done some things before or I do like you know mess things up like often but like that even in that situation or that side of me that does make mistakes does kind of like make a mess of things sometimes is that God still chooses me you know and God will choose me or God has chosen me despite all of that and like similar to David who wasn't you know yeah again he's known as a man after God's heart but he did mess up but you know God was not like you know oh you've done this so you're not up for whatever I'm gonna give you um yeah yeah I think that's one of the the biggest things that kind of came out from Sunday and just even this conversation now so mm. And it's really important that we grasp that because, you know, the gospel is a word that means good news. Mm. And the good news is not that we are good enough, mm. <laughs> you know, or that we are perfect or we never mess up. Like you, again, you look at other people who God chose mm. to like be his messengers, you know, that kind of thing. Moses was a murderer. Um, you know, Abraham twice when he was traveling lied and said that his wife was his sister and sent his sister to live with the neighboring king as his wife and then God brought all sorts of curses down on those kings and they were like oh you shouldn't have done that and he was like the king would go back to Abraham why did you say she was your sister she technically was his half-sister which is another story um which got outlawed after that but it was like God's judging my kingdom because she's your wife 
like what you know or you know abraham when god promised him a child said you know i'm gonna get my my wife's maid pregnant as a fulfillment of god's promise you know peter was angry he cut off someone's ear um you know paul used to kill christians and you're like god is not waiting for these perfect people because there are no perfect people mm -hmm. <laughs> He uses and chooses really messed up people because they're the only people available. <laughs> um, you know, and as someone was telling me recently, like if you were to sum up the gospel um, in three words, like there are two ways to do it. It's it, God forgives sinners and it's forgiveness of sin. Um, because the reality is we all make terrible choices. Mm -hmm. um, there is no exception. Um, if you're in denial about that, you have bigger problems. <laughs> you're out of touch with reality. Like we have mm. all done things that hurt other people, hurt ourselves, um, you know, are not God's way of doing things. Um, but the good news is that Jesus came so that we could be forgiven of those things and restored to relationship with God. Like that's what no mm. eternal life is knowing God. It's not trying to impress God with our good behavior. It's being in relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And yeah, sorry, rant over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but like, what do we, and that, that's what the series is about. What do we need to know about God in order to have a better relationship with him? Mm -hmm. And so the previous week was all about the glory of God. And it was the, how big are the stars in the universe? How many of them are there? You know, the cross-shaped proteins holding ourselves together on the, the, you know, the other end of the scale. Um, but God can be all of that, but not be good and not be personally involved in our lives. But that's, so this week we're looking at the goodness of God. Um, and we've been looking at Psalm 34. And on Sunday, we looked at verses eight to 14. Um, I encourage you to go back and listen to that message. Um, but actually, right now, we're going to look at two different verses that really spoke to us about God's goodness. And they are verses 17 and 18. Um, and because it's shorter, let's take it in a few different translations, see what's going on here. I'll take it in the ESV, and then we'll kind of take it from there. Mm -hmm. um, so verse 17, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Um, so where do you want to take it from? I'm on the message version. Version. <laughs> and is anyone crying for help? God is listening, ready to rescue you. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. Awesome. I'm going to take the New Living Translation. 17 and 18 the lord hears his people when they call to him for help he rescues them from all their troubles the lord is close to the brokenhearted he rescues those whose spirits are crushed you want to take one more yeah i'm on the good news translation um the righteous calls the righteous call to the lord and he listens he rescues them from all their troubles the Lord is near to those who are discouraged and he saves those who lost all hope. Awesome. And just before we jump in and like say what jumped out to us from these verses, um, let's just define a word. <laughs> um, righteous. Because <laughs> um, that's not a word. I mean, unless like, 
you look at retro movies like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and they're like, Rogers. Um, that may even have been retro when I was a teenager. I don't know. Um, it's not a word that we use every day. Mm. Um, so a righteous person is not a good person. <laughs> okay, I remember going back to, you know, God doesn't choose good people because there are none. <laughs> um, a righteous person is someone who's been made right with God. Mm. Um, so their relationship has been restored. So it's like, you know, if Leanne and I have a fight, and there's tension in our relationship and we're like deliberately ignoring each other because we don't like conflict. Um, or if we do like conflict and we're, you know, fighting with one another, our relationship isn't doing well. Um, and there needs to be a restoration. There needs to be reconciliation. So a righteous person is someone who's been made right with God. Um, mm. I think was it another one said, you know, the God's people, so they're the people who belong to God. Um, yeah. So that said, um, what jumped out to you from these verses, Leanne? Um, wait. I think, okay, I read it again. Is that like everything feels so present? Like, is anyone crying for help? God is listening. And then if your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. Mm-hmm. That it's like, it's like he's already there like it's like he's doing it as we speak even before I cry out for help Mm. he's kind of present already to listen and if my heart is broken you'll find God there which means he's already there before I even get my heart broken or like before I do the crying out and the seeking out like it feels like you know like I don't have to wait for him to get to where I need to be he's already there and I think that's one of the messages well or one of the things he said as well um on Sunday was that all all he's waiting for is is us to seek him out Mm -hmm. but he's already waiting there for us you know wow um so I I like that oh this is from the message version sorry Mm -hmm. and that you know it feels so present that yeah yeah wow and that's really key yeah. because if we don't believe that God is good in the sense that he's already here, mm. he wants to listen to us, he's ready to act in response to us, mm. there, what's even the point of crying out to him? Mm. And we just won't. Um, yeah, wow. Because I'm just like struck by, because I think like we've all to a certain degree we we know what it's like to be have our hearts broken you know we know what it's like to feel crushed you know it's mm. not a feeling anyone likes it's like you know even if you're like a really emo person who like likes intense you know emotions like nobody likes feeling crushed <laughs> mm. um and sometimes like when we're feeling I don't know about you but when I'm feeling brokenhearted or crushed it's even difficult to reach out to the people around me because I feel like I'm an inconvenience yeah sure do you know or I'm I'm dragging everybody else down because I'm not doing well and and sometimes you know let's be honest when we have and it's very brave to like say to someone hey actually I'm not doing well um I'm not okay it's okay not to be okay um sometimes like people don't respond well to that you know and they shut us down or you know they're not supportive they're not encouraging and it's like oh I'm not gonna try that again 
Yeah. You know, but like, that's not God's attitude towards the brokenhearted and the crushed in spirit. Mm. He's like, no, he's near. Like, he doesn't kind of go, okay, I'm just going to give you some space for you to like, get your stuff together and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And once you've figured it out, then you can come back to me. Mm. You know, get yourself together first. It's like, no, I'm right there. Um, like he's a God who like comes close. Yeah. Um, which is staggering. Like there's no other God who does that. <laughs> yeah. Like even just kind of going back to last week's um episode of the podcast or even last week's sermon, like seeing again like all these stars all these all these things and he's like um he's like huge and he he created all of these and and um and now going back to this episode or this recording here and it's seeing that 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 same god who created all of that Mm. is the same god who's ready to listen who's ready to actually help you who's just who is near you Mm. in a sense it's just kind of you know it's like like he's not a different god like it's not a different god Mm. who created that and it's not a different one who's listening or who's near like they're they're this they're the same guy like person no he's not a guy but he's a same person (laughs) yeah Yeah. and like that was you know sam age you know david saying again like when i look at your the heavens and the wonder of the skies and stuff who am i that you are mindful of me And he's like, but after this experience of seeing, no, when I cry out, like God answers me. And I love that. It's like when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears. Mm. Like he's not going, oh, they're complaining again. Can't they just (laughs) figure their lives out? Like what's wrong with them? He's like, no, he's listening. Mm. And he's not just listening, but it says he delivers them out of all their troubles. He's like, he listens and then he does something about it. I was like, whoa yeah <laughs> that's nuts like this is a crazy god you know like in a, in a really good way <laughs> yeah wow there's um there's another verse like in isaiah um let me look it up real quick because it kind of it says the same thing in a different way let me mm-hmm. see if i can remember where it is um but again, it's just like God's attitude towards those who are not doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I may have to Google this, but that's fine. Um, it's like, they're some of my favorite verses. I'm going to leave in this awkward silence because (laughs) this is how conversations go. Yeah. Oh, it's Isaiah 42. I was one chapter away. Um, And this is, this, by the way, is so like, this is why we read our Bible. It's not to like tick a box or to please God. It's so that we get to know what he's actually like. Mm -hmm. Um. Dun, 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 dun. 
yeah, it's like Isaiah 42. And it's talking about, it's actually a prophecy talking about Jesus. Um, but verse three says, a bruised reed he will not break and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. And it's like, I don't know if you ever see reeds like beside the canal and stuff. And they're like these really tall, long like stalks. But sometimes they like, you know, an animal or something falls into it. And it's like, they just, they get broken and they're just like hanging there. <laughs> um, and like, if you're a gardener, it makes sense to just break it off and like start again. He's like, no, like for broken people, I'm not going to break them further. Mm. Um, and a, you know faintly burning wick is like you know when you blow out a candle but there's still a little bit of a smoldering light there like it's not completely extinguished and it's kind of just smoking mm. a little bit um he doesn't just like you know the way sometimes sometimes people pinch the candle wick so that it's completely out um he doesn't do that he like you know lights it so that it's fully lit again yeah um yeah so it's like wow like that's when we're feeling bruised when we're feeling like that smoldering wick that's like almost going out but not quite he doesn't like go oh okay he like binds the brokenhearted like that's what Jesus was called to do he like mm. he's gentle towards people who are not doing well um which is staggering like people are not like that towards people who are brokenhearted most of the time like if we're mm. honest <laughs> and this is god god the almighty who set all the stars in the sky and knows them by name and created laminin and you know these massive stars and he's like he's he doesn't crush us it's it's mm. staggering <laughs> Any other thoughts from this verse? Mm. <laughs> Honestly, I'm still just kind of <laughs> reeling in. Even I, I just read Isaiah as well there. I'll, I'll read the full thing later. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of just mind-blowing again, that thought that it's the same God who created everything. Um, but at the same time, like it's almost like you know that he's big like he's huge like he, obviously because he created the universe but when it comes to us it's like he comes he becomes this not tiny person but it's like he's in our level oh like he just kind mm. not that he goes down but it's almost like because you're going through this you know how we sometimes speak to children and we go down to the level so we have an understanding of each other um, and so like we, it, we don't seem kind of like overpowering and overbearing to the kid when we're talking to them but we go like to their level so they're like hey this person is the same level as me or same height whatever it feels like that when he he speaks to us when we're seeking out to him like he's not gonna be this like overpowering like Ooh, like you know scary <laughs> scary father figure or scary god like he he's there and he, he's yeah, he's at, he's like looking you right in the eye, you know, when you're going through all these stuff and and um, yeah, just you know, and like kind of looking back, you know, there's always moments, obviously, that I I felt like, especially even in college, you know, where I felt like I just needed someone to listen, mm -hmm. and not like there's no judgment, there's no shame, there's no like, well, you should have blah blah, you should have blah blah this or like I told you blah blah blah, you know, but 
with God, it feels like, well, no, it doesn't feel like it, there is none of that kind mm. of um fear of if I go to him, he's going to tell me that I messed up so badly. Oh, blah. Like, we kind of, well, we're, if we're seeking him, we probably know that we already messed up, first of all. <laughs> um, so, um, but in a sense, like, yeah, there's no fear of being rejected, of being listened to. And there's also no fear of, like, when you do approach him with a broken heart, like, there's no kind of, I told you so moment. It's more of like, I know, but come and I'll still, you know, mm. we can still sort this out or I'll, I'll, I'm still here to listen to you. Um, yeah. And even just knowing that, like, that's such a load off of I, my shoulders, but I'm hoping everyone's shoulders or whoever's listening to this that like you know you can, we can approach him and we can just seek him and he will listen and he will be there um doesn't matter where you are you don't have to be in the right place or the right time or you know or anything like that he he's there already wherever you want to start seeking him out or you know yeah, yeah. and like this psalm, this song was written like a thousand years before Jesus, but literally that's what Jesus did. Mm. Like Jesus is God literally coming down to our level. You know, he's fully God being born as a human being, like as one of us, like he came down to our level. He wasn't born in a palace. He was born into poverty, you know, and like even how he did his ministry he was always moving towards the outcasts and the sick and the broken. Like he hung out with the, the prideful people as well, but his only rebukes were for prideful people who felt like they already had it together. Mm. But like, you know, I'm thinking of like the lepers, you know, and a leper is someone who had a contagious skin disease and they were outcasts. Like they had to ring a bell you know, to let people know that they were coming because people didn't want to be near them. And the, the religious law said you couldn't be close to people. And Jesus moved towards those people, touched them and healed them of their skin disease. Mm. You know, the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, she pushes her way through the crowd. She's like, if I can just grab hold of his cloak, I know this dude's healing people. I'm not even going to ask him I can't even talk to him. Like that's the level of shame that she has. But if I can just grab his cloak, I can get healed and then I can make an exit. Mm. And he's like, dude, who touched me? And everyone, the disciples are like, dude, everyone's touching you. You're in the middle of a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and she realizes she's about to get caught. And she thinks that, cause like, she's not allowed in the temple because she's been bleeding. You know, everyone who should have helped her has just like taken her money left her worse off than she was before and she's expecting him to give out to her and he doesn't he's like he commends her he's like your faith has made you whole he's like you guys you should be like this woman mm. um you know he healed the sick he cast demons out you know like people who were having crazy issues you know whether it was demons or mental illness or whatever he, they, those are the people he moved towards and it's like, oh man, you know, the religious people are avoiding all of these people to hang out with other people who they think are good enough 
Hmm. And God's like, you guys are blind. Like no one's good enough. Like everyone's broken and messed up and crushed. There's just, how honest are you being about that? Because I'm, and God calls that humility. Humility is just being in touch with reality. <laughs> um, and it, you know, there's verses, a couple of verses that say that God, you know, draws near to the humble um, and he lifts up the humble. Um, but the proud, he like, he'll actually crush them. Like he knocks them down. He's like, listen, <laughs> get in touch with reality boom um yeah it's staggering stuff <laughs> wow yeah God, you're so good yeah <laughs> i mean so we i we've read it these verses we have examined them a little bit we could probably examine this for the next week and still <laughs> Not and this is at the bottom of two it. Verses. <laughs> yes, two verses. Um, and I think before we move into application, like I think it's important to point out one thing. Like, you know, verse 17 says, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Um, what does this look like? Because it does not mean that every time we ask God to rescue us out of a situation, that God waves his magic wand and suddenly there are no more bullies um suddenly my anxiety is gone um you know suddenly I don't have all the responsibilities that I have had um so that's not what God is saying or that's not what David is saying here he's you know he's not saying that God is a God who fixes everything um and let you know sometimes he does remove us from a situation or he changes the person who's really bothering us but, you know, in those situations where God does not change the circumstances, God will change something in us. Hmm. So he'll give us the strength to go through it, or he'll give us peace where there was no peace, or he'll help us sleep. Um, and, you know, like even with Jesus, like a lot of his followers wanted him to kick out the Roman oppressors so that they wouldn't have to be a colony anymore. And Jesus is very clear. He's like, that's not what I'm rescuing you from. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not setting myself up as an earthly king, as a politician to rescue you from that level of oppression. Um, I'm here to rescue you from sin, which is a much bigger problem. <laughs> mm. um, but the point is that when we cry for help, he does respond. And we need to be open that even when he doesn't respond how we would like him to we're hunting for okay he's going to respond somehow what is God doing in this situation um so yeah just a side note there of what this looks like um so what okay for students who are listening what do you think are some application points what does this look like on Monday morning or on Wednesday evening when stuff is going wrong <laughs> what can we apply mm. to make this practical in our lives i think first of all it's to make a habit of seeking him first or seeking him at least yeah firstly mm. when we're we are going through something like I think you mentioned earlier 
um or I don't know if that was in the pre when we before we recorded that like you know the amount of times that he wasn't first when you see you know like in the problems that we sometimes face or when we're going through a stressful situation or a stressful time in college like mm-hmm. I had so many of that during my college um my college years but he wouldn't be the first one that I would seek like sometimes I would seek um my own way which would be like oh I'll just not do anything because it's stressful or you know or I would um like go out with my friends instead of doing what I'm supposed to be doing or I would like find a different way to not stress out um Mm -hmm. but you know the first thing I think that I should have realized or now that I you know I know better not no I don't know better but I know this information is that I need to form a habit I think of seeking him first when I or even offering it to him first Mm -hmm. um then going through my own little paths because like even though I was stressed out and when I was doing it my own way or finding out ways to um solve the problem like I ended up causing more problem because if I went out with my friends then I wasn't doing my stuff and then I would be stressed out when I returned home because it was just a temporary thing of forgetting that I was going through a stressful, you know, moment. Um, or if I'm procrastinating, I'll be even more stressed after because I actually didn't do anything else. Um, and not again, and it's not that like God's going to do your assignment for you or that like, you know, God's going to suddenly whip up an A or something, you know, or sneak in like a 90% on the teacher's notes for you or anything like that. It's not like that. It's more of that when you offer it to him first, you actually sometimes find kind of encouraged or driven to actually do stuff because you want to honor the fact that oh gosh like the reason that I'm here is actually because God did put me here or you know the work that I'm doing or the studies that I'm doing it's not just for my teacher's approval like in the future I feel like you know this this is to help not just me but you know um those around me or something like that or it's to honor my parents because they put me through an education or it's to honor my education because I'm in this course or something like that and like little things like those you do get encouraged and I think that's how God has shown up especially for me um when I do offer him problems like that in college because we we you do get a lot of problems in college especially with studying deadlines and sometimes there's little tiny miracles that he performs you know there's a lot of times where I'm like so stressed or the whole class is stressed and like I'm like God please I don't I don't want to do this like I I don't I don't I, I don't have time physically don't have time and for some reason um you know a lecture gets canceled that gives me another hour to do something or those are little kind of things that um I believe God <laughs> did for my college times um and sometimes it's like those and mm-hmm. yeah I think that's such a great point because it's not and I love what you said you know God shows up in the little things but the, I think that's that is the goodness of God that he's mm. present in the little things mm. and the little things ma- uh, matter to him mm. and also like you know I'm thinking of David you know and he was a king he was a warrior he led an army like that was his setting like your setting is you are a student in college um, learning how to be a whatever mm. nurse, architect, um, whatever that looks like. 
Um, and like David, you know, regularly sought the Lord. Mm. Um, but that didn't mean that he stopped training to be a warrior. Mm. <laughs> you know, it, it's both and it's, you know, it's it's not like seeking God absolves me from upskilling and doing what I need to do it was like Mm -hmm. David's like I'm gonna improve my battle skills I'm gonna train every day and I'm gonna seek God and like you know again like I encourage you guys read the book of first and second Samuel about David's life like you can listen your way through it that's why I love you version um NIV UK version with David Suchet I just love his voice um (laughs) you know he was like God he's seeking God Lord Lord, if we go to battle against this army, will we win? And God's like, yeah, you've got this. But then they actually had to go and fight the battle. Mm. (laughs) You know, and there are a couple of moments in scripture where God does just destroy the enemy without the army showing up. But mostly he's giving them the strength and the assurance that when you show up to fight this army, I will give you victory. Mm. So I love what you said. It's not like God is going, it's okay, I'll do this assignment for you. Like I'll I'll submit that email for you. It's like, no, as you show up to study, as you mm. show up to do your assignment, as you show up to do this exam, I will be with you um and walk you through it and give you courage and strength and focus. Mm. Um and it's like, oh, and I love that because he's not trying to be an enabler mm. in the sense of oh, it's okay. God will just do everything for me and I can just be lazy and do nothing. No, he's empowering us to be amazing people and do Mm. amazing things. And we can't do that without his help. But he's not raising babies. He's raising adults. (laughs) Mm. Um, You know, and that's good news. (laughs) It's like you have that phrase, um, I can only remember the second part, but like something, something like your life depends on it. Um, oh yeah, it's Saint Augustine. Yeah. So it's like pray be. as if it depends on God, and then work as if it depends on you. Yeah, that's that why it's a partnership. You know, you think of a friendship or a group project is a really good example. And you know, the cliche about the group project is there is the one person <laughs> who actually does the work. And then there's the dead weight who do nothing and contribute nothing. That's not a partnership. That's an enabling relationship. That's codependency. Mm. Um, God's not after codependency because it stinks. That's so toxic. He's after a partnership where he acts and we act and we work together. And I mean, it's a completely unfair partnership from his point of view because he actually does do most of the work. <laughs> you know, you think about, you know, an assignment is nothing to God. Like this is the God who created the laws of physics and put stars in orbit. And like <laughs> his skills of execution and ability are so far beyond ours. But he wants us and he empowers us to be in partnership with him mm. and to do our part. Um, and the first part of that is simply going, God, I can't do this. Need your help. And he's like, okay, let's do this. We got this. Let's do this together. Um, but he's not going to pick your hand up and put them on the keyboard and like automatic writing type your assignment for you. He's like, no, I'm going to help you, but we're going to do this together. It's not me doing it for you. <laughs> mm. 
Um, and it's because he's already done it for us. You know, Jesus died on the cross for us. That's something we couldn't do for ourselves. Mm. Jesus raised from the dead for us. And now he's like, you know, you receive that gift of forgiveness. You receive that relationship with me. Now we do this together. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, application. Is God my first port of call or my last resort? Is God my, like my 999? Like where, yeah. oh, if I have an emergency, I'll call God, which you should do. Or am I cultivating that relationship mm. daily and showing up um and being honest mm. when I find it hard to show up God like I can't like I need your help even just to show up mm. um I think for me like one thing I'm going to hold on to from these verses is remembering that like in those moments where it's really difficult God is closer now than he's ever been yeah um he's not pushing me away He's not waiting for me to catch myself on and get everything together. Like he's close. He saves the question spirit. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. God is with me. That's your only takeaway from this week. That's a good one. God is with That's me. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that he doesn't get intimidated like we do, oh. you know, like, you know, sometimes we face something and you know um like problems come in different sizes you know and 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 some are really big and we're like oh gosh like uh, this is it <laughs> this is the end for me <laughs> you know i nothing can get bigger than this problem but like we get intimidated by that and we get scared by that but again like this is the god who you know created the universe like per last week and is the god who is so attentive to detail that even the proteins that hold ourselves together are you know you know he thought of and again the details of the little things you know um he cares for and and he doesn't yeah he doesn't get intimidated by the problems that we face because to him these are tiny problems and they're to him they're solvable uh, like there's nothing that he can't solve um and stuff so yeah if we feel like we are intimidated by problems he's not and and he won't and he's not going to be backing away or or you know it kind of reminds me of um um you know how like in cartoons sometimes where um where they the big there's this big character or something like that and the tiny character is like hiding behind him mm -hmm. and it's like but then there's always like these funny clips of the opposite way where the actually the one who looks like strong and big hides behind the little character but that doesn't happen like if like God's like ready to just always be in the front and protect you and and you know because he doesn't you know he doesn't want anything to happen to you but he is ready to rescue you mm -hmm. um the moment that you call out um you know it just we have to make sure that we're not he we're not making him the plan Z or plan Y or plan X, you know, kind of the end of the alphabet or something like that. Like, mm. um, you know how like it's cliche to have like a plan A, B, or C. Like, we need to make sure that he's always plan A, and that's mm. you know, um, I think that's the application. Is that like yeah, th that reminder that always seek him first. Wow. Um, and go to him first before anything um mm -hmm. yeah oh, 
I love what you said there. Like there's two things I just want to jump on. Like one is, yeah, the things that intimidate us, like compared to creating stars that are bigger than Mount Everest, it doesn't intimidate him at all. Mm. And at the same time, it's not too little for him to bother about. Like if it matters to us, it matters to him because we are his children. Mm. Um, and I love that. Like, yeah, am I making God my plan Z or am I asking him first? Mm. Um, and like one very practical way of looking at that, which I'm trying to do more. I don't do this every morning because um, I'm trying to stop saying that I'm not a morning person, like <laughs> to just like not declare that over myself. But sometimes it happens later than the morning where it's like, OK, God, what needs to get done today? Um, can you help me help me do these things help me focus in these lectures help me do this assignment help me tidy my room um, you know and help me focus on what I need to focus on today mm-hmm. um, and like that's literally it I'm looking at my calendar I'm looking at my schedule my to-do list and going God help <laughs> takes 30 seconds you know <laughs> Mm-hmm. um you know so whether you know and depending on whether you're at doing in-person classes in the morning or you're on your way to a placement or you're at home like you know you can do this on the bus in the way in like okay here's my calendar here's my schedule my to-do list um mm-hmm. god you see this i know you see this look at it with me together and help i need your help <laughs> walk mm-hmm. me through this bring my schedule into alignment with your schedule. Mm. Um, like I've seen several times, God, like you said, we'll just rearrange things that are outside of my control in order to help me do what I need to get done, done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I'm going to make that my application point for this week of just sit down with God um, and go, you know, here's a to-do list for the day. Um, help me get this done. Yeah. I think first of like little honest moment my time management sucks um (laughs) this recording was supposed to be Wednesday morning but clearly for those watching it's Friday morning right now and that's because I just don't wake up on my alarm anymore and um I don't know if that's because my body has become complacent because I am currently not working and I'm currently not in college so there's no structure to my time um or my body clock or something like that and um yeah and that's something that I need to seek out help from you know like it's a me but I need to be proactive in setting my time management right you know I can't just like expect God to like wake me up like eight o'clock in the morning every day although he may um <laughs> you know I, I need to like I, and that could start from sleeping extra earlier than I am or not you know spending so much time on TikTok at night time um um you know and and those are things that I need to do on my part but I do I can come to him and be like God, oh, please help me do this mm-hmm. you know this week or, or, or the next couple of weeks so I can set my time management right and get the to-do list and things like that and I think that's my application this week is that I need to you know fix that and allow him to like that's a tiny detail um it's a big thing but mm-hmm. it's tiny for him but he will show up there with yes me, and he is ready to show up you know to work that problem out with me yes <laughs> um, like nothing is also too like silly for god like because 
to some people that may be like that's a you problem like that is a problem that you can solve yourself but clearly like I've tried alarms and things like I can't I can't do it myself I've tried sleeping or like so I need to you know I need to just mm-hmm. offer that and 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 pray that God will and he will show up mm-hmm. um, yes it's not silly if you need work on it <laughs> you know no. um and I am gonna link in the show notes as well this is an Instagram live I've actually listened to it twice already <laughs> um oh. So my favorite person on Instagram at the moment is Felicia Masonheimer. She is a theologian. Theology is the study of God. So it's like, who is God? What is he like? Um, and her like organization is called Every Woman a Theologian. And she just did this Instagram live on the theology of time and time management. Um, and okay, her target audience is more married people who have children but honestly I've gotten so much out of what she said in that live it's just over 30 minutes I think it's 35 minutes Mm. I'm probably actually going to listen to it again like after this recording is finished because it's just so good um but it just I love the way that she lays it out and I love her because she's not condemning she's not discouraging she's encouraging but at the same time the challenge level is high um so guys if you're listening and you don't yet have an application point to put into practice this week um just watch the instagram live and make an application point from that because i think she's she's my hero um at the moment and in general um because like she's she she just breaks so many stereotypes for me she's like she's a strong independent woman who also fully believes in like family and marriage being important and the home being important but also reading our bibles well is important and i'm like you're my you're my goals <laughs> um so yeah i will link that in the show notes i am linking last sunday sermon isaiah whatever that was that verse and this instagram mm-hmm. live um let's pray leanne do you want to kick us off and then i'll close us in prayer yes let's go thank you um lord we want to thank you for this friday morning first of all thank you that um lord thank you that i woke up on time today and we just want to honor you that because you know that required your help as well um and you know um thank you that we're able to record today as well thank you for the internet and like keeping it connected and staying strong here in the countryside Mm -hmm. lord where nothing is connecting um Lord, but um, other than that, and that's the little details, Lord, that you you help us with, and that's um, things that we can offer you, Lord, and that you just show show up and and um, thank you that um, although we face bigger problems, Lord, and also, although we do have um, heartbreaks and and there are times where we feel like we are broken, Lord, we thank you that um, when we seek you out, you are already there and that you are ready to listen and that you're ready to just um, you know work with us and and you know um it's like i have this image of when you know when we when we um want to start like a gardening patch or something like that or like a little garden in our back garden and we're like on our own and we have all these like tools with us and we can't even keep it up and we're we can't carry it Mm -hmm. that that like 
when we go to God, like, hey, God, I want to start a garden patch. Like, he'll just show up and he already has a shovel ready to, like, you know, fix the ground and, like, hold yeah. the ground and and help us with it. And and we thank you, Lord, that you're ready. And, you know, in the times when we're not ready to do things, you're already there, like, just rearing and, and, and gearing up to go. And we thank you that you are um, approachable and that you are present and that you are, um, you know, um, what we may not believe you are, Lord. And we pray that um, for everyone who listens, Lord, to um, today's recording or to the sermon as well, Lord, or who reads the verses that um, uh, we went through or we um, went through on Sunday, Lord, I pray that you will just reveal a little bit more of who you are to them, Lord, and break any misconception that they have of you, Lord, of who they think you are, or who they learned before that you are, Lord. I pray that you reveal um you know how much the little things matter to you and how much the silly things matter to you lord and um you know problems may be uh funny or or too shameful to um seek help for lord but i pray that um everyone who's um hearing this lord i pray that um you know they will just know that you are not intimidated or you're not um you don't find um our small problems silly or too ridiculous mm-hmm. to to even um look into lord you 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 care for everything and for the little things and for the big things as well lord and we thank you for that and yeah as we um do our application this week lord of just seeking you out lord and or or just even offering you the tiny things that we may be facing right now lord i pray that you will be present in all of those times lord and you will be and i pray lord that we will just find mm, and if seeking you out lord is what's stopping us lord and that's what our our uh, we find hard to do which is to just call out to you lord i pray that you will just show up even in that moment, Lord, the before moment of seeking out to you, mm-hmm. Lord, I pray that we find it in our hearts, Lord, and we, you know, to just um, understand that we can't do this on our own and that we need you and that we need to actually, um, you know, cry out to you. Um, yeah, in those moments, Lord, and yeah, we offer up you, the people watching and reading, oh, and yeah, and listening. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, Lord, I totally agree. Um, it's staggering. Like, who are we that you would even think of us compared to everything you do with creating the universe and, mm-hmm. you know, just everything? Like, you have so much to do already. And this is why you're God and we're not. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And Lord, I just, I'm, you know, it, it makes sense that you are an almighty, powerful God, that you would set the stars in motion and create the universe mm-hmm. and the laws of physics. Um. But what what I find hard to wrap my brain around in a good way is that you do all of that and you're also interested in the tiny details of our lives. Um, mm. That when we are broken and crushed, you move towards us. Mm. You are more present. You are more available. Like not that you're never available. Like you're always here, but it's yeah, we get to experience more of your closeness and your nearness when we're feeling broken and crushed and things are going terribly. Um, And Lord, I thank you. I also struggle with time management and mornings and figuring that stuff out. And Lord, areas where we feel powerless and where we feel shame, Lord God, and Mm. we've tried all the things and it doesn't seem to be working. Lord, I just thank you that that's just, they're just opportunities for you to step in and show us that you are God, 
that you are able to do things that we cannot, that you are able to bring victory mm-hmm. in these areas of our lives. You're able for your glory to be revealed in these areas of our lives. Um, Cause you are a God who, when we cry out to you, you hear and you also respond. Um, and Lord, I pray Lord God that like Leanne said, Lord, that before we get to that place of intense frustration, because we've tried and we've tried and we've tried and we've tried, um, mm. that you would even just remind us to cry out and ask for help. Um, Lord, that you would give us more of a revelation that when we ask you for help, you're not rolling your eyes. Um, you're not putting distance between us and you, Lord, but you are moving closer. Um, mm. Your heart is to help. Your heart is to bind up the brokenhearted, um, to not quench the smoldering wick and not break the bruised reed. Um, but actually, the more broken we are, the more gentle you become. Mm. Um, and Lord, we thank you for your gentleness. Um, this God who created everything and could crush us with the snap of his fingers if you wanted to, doesn't and becomes mm. a safe space for us to be very honest and real before you. And Lord, we just thank you for that. And I pray for everyone listening, Lord God, that um, we would just have more revelation of your gentleness, of your goodness, of your kindness towards us. And that even as you move closer to us, Lord God, that we would also have a desire to move closer to you, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Leanne, for another week of awesomeness. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today for the Life Hacks podcast by Every Nation Campus Dublin. The conversation does not end here. It just keeps going on and on. Hop over onto Instagram. Give us a follow at ENC underscore Dublin. That's ENC underscore Dublin. And drop us a DM. What did you think of the episode? What are some things you would like us to talk about? And If you're up for it, consider joining one of our life groups where this is what the conversation sounds like. We get to be curious together. We're up for being challenged and we're up for life change. So we are ENC, empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith and excellence. And we will see you next time.